1: WWTC Minneapolis-St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRochstra. Political rhetoric still keeping the pot stirred in Washington despite the release of the summary of the Mueller report.
2: Republicans demanding that Adam Schiff step down as chairman of the Intelligence Committee for continuing statements about alleged collusion. Louisiana Steve Scalise.
0: Even now that the Attorney General makes it very clear there was no collusion, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee will not recant his previous statements that have been discounted.
2: Democrats quick to defend Schiff.
0: Mr. Schiff is a
1: member of the highest integrity, highest intellect,
2: and great responsibility. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer saying that Schiff will continue to investigate Russian interference in the 2016
1: election to make sure it doesn't happen again. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. New York set to become the third state with a ban on single-use plastic grocery bags. California's been doing it since 2016, and Hawaii has selected effect. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka explains today's judicial system.
0: With regards to everything, with regards to faked, false hate crimes, with regards to espionage, with regards to national security, you name it, we have a two-tiered judicial system.
1: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. One more hour here of the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Mitch Berg. And tomorrow at 1, tune in for the closer edition of the Narn with Brad Carlson. And don't forget about the King Banyan Show over on Business 1440. He's part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and his show is the best show on economics anywhere in the Twin Cities. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on Business 1440. They're found online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You can also catch up there with the King Banyan Show podcast. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great
3: to be back in Minnesota
1: today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act,
2: Mitch Bird.
1: Welcome back,
3: Twin Cities and World. My name, Mitch Berg. Short for Mitchell, not Michelle, not Michael, not Miguel, not Mikhail. Uh, certainly not Mark. It's, it's Mitch Berg. And, and by the way, I write the blog shotinthedark.info. I'm one of three guys, myself, King Banyan, Brad Carlson, who've been doing this broadcast in one form or another uh, for 15 years now. And we are looking to hold our 10th anniversary party, by the way, sometime in, in uh, why right about the time the weather turns really nice and we can get out on a cigar patio somewhere and actually enjoy uh, our, our, a little bit of time together and celebrate our 10th anniversary of our 15-year-old show finally after all these years. So that's coming up. Anyway, I specify the pronunciation of my name for a reason. Uh, this past week, I I encountered a pot. By the way, I, I should point out my name is Mitchell, which uh, full first name Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, two L's. And throughout my life, I have had people mispronounce my name. It's a fairly common thing. I, it's, I it rolls off my back. It's not a, not a, something that that stunts my emotions in any way. It's just happened ever since I was a little kid. Uh, people would look so, so. Your name is Michael, and I said, no, no, Mitchell. It's, it's a rare name. It was a rare name when I was a kid. I think it's even rarer now. I mean, it's one of the least used names in 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 the naming of children in America or anywhere in the world it's it's not a common name uh and berg of course you throw berg at the end and people naturally assume uh many people naturally assume i'm of uh, yiddish descent i'm not i'm Scandinavian uh, it's a perfectly common name in in Scandinavia as well as in uh, eastern western europe among uh, both jews and goyim so I mean, I get used to assumptions being made and pronunciations being botched. It just happens. Now, as luck would have it, I'm approaching this August. This August 2nd, I believe, will be my 40th anniversary of starting at my first radio job when I was a junior in high school, I think. I was 15 years old, and I got hired at my local radio station. One of the things my boss insisted, my first boss, Bob Richardson, who's still with us, Uh, still living back in North Dakota. He insisted that we pronounce names right. That was just an absolutely vital part of doing the job, especially in a small town where you're doing news stories about local politicians, local business figures, and that they just, people like to have their names pronounced right. I get it. And in a town like my hometown, that could be complicated. For example, the Norwegian phoneme HJ, uh, is pronounced Y and and but not everyone did it that way for example we had two businessmen in town uh two businessmen lawyers politicians uh both involved in politics in various ways one of their names was spelled h j e l l e another one different person had a name spelled h j e l l u m now one of them mr l e wanted his name pronounced the traditional norwegian way yelli right yelli was his last name on the other hand, the other fellow, a lawyer in town of some repute, uh, always pronounced the name Jellum, and heaven help you if you botched either pronunciation on the air, because it's just polite to pronounce people's names correctly. It just is. And it's something you do just as out of good manners. You don't, you don't go botching people's names for the fun of it. It can be seen correctly as mockery. Now, it's also fairly normal human nature to To the farther outside of your linguistic cultural social comfort zone a name is, the harder it's going to be for you to pronounce. I thought about this as I was reading a podcast uh listening to a podcast last week by a couple of young women who do a uh, a Basically, uh, uh, involved with a, a public radio training program at uh, KUOW Radio in uh, I think it's in Philadelphia, uh, maybe no Wisconsin. Sorry, yeah, and they, they 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 went on to the and by the way the the women's names then uh, their their college students are I believe uh, uh, Zubera Ali and Kia Roy uh, talked to uh, an author named Joma O. Uh, I can't read it. Oluo, uh, Ijoma Oluo, see, right there, Uh, and others uh, and each other about their experiences living in the United States with, quote, difficult, end quote, names. They also talk with a woman named Rita Coley, a professor at the University of California Riverside who's done research on the effects of mispronounced names on students of color. And uh, the spoiler here, the practice of mispronouncing names isn't just embarrassing, it has a long and racist history, because everything has a long and racist history these days. Everything you do is racist, and everything you don't do is racist if you dig long and hard enough for your experts. Now, it's it, it's yeah, I, I, I I I I wrote about this last week on my blog at ShotInTheDark.info, and. I, I'm, I'm there's just a couple of facts of, of human nature and, and human cognitive processes involved here. For example, when you look at a word that's outside of the family of your native uh, language, you're going to have a harder time pronouncing it. I mean, I've after years in radio and after years of, of growing up, uh, literally growing up in an industry with a boss who made sure that I did my darndest to pronounce names right – and used the Associated Press's various name pronunciation guides that they would send down the wire with news stories just to make sure. Uh, get, you, 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 you would find that some names are just harder to pronounce than others. For example, if you live in a, among a lot of Poles or Ukrainians or, or Latvians or Lithuanians or Finns or Estonians or Russians, for that matter, you're going to botch the name. I mean, people botch Mitchell Berg constantly. When you go outside, I mean, we're talking people who grew up speaking English and people of northern Western European descent botch Mitchell Berg regularly enough where it's become something I've basically got a pretty thick skin about. I don't care that much. It's going to happen. I'll set you straight if I care enough. But it doesn't matter that much. But I would love to see these, these three women, Zahira Ali, Kia Roy, and Rita Coley, wrap their mouths around a couple of words like Yezzeh Schipansky, or for that matter, Karol Wojtyla, uh, for the original name of Pope John Paul II. Now you, Or, or Lech Wałęsa, for example. Yeah, you, you look at a name like Lech Wałęsa, L-E-C-H, W-A-L-E-S-A. You think Lesz Walesa? No! It's not! There's a couple of markings, diacritics they're called, in the Polish alphabet. They kind of cue you that, in fact, the L in Valenza is is pronounced, uh. And the E has a little little scooch underneath it that means you pronounce it, The letter E is pronounced, So it's, did I make that sound? Yeah. Any actual Polish speakers out there can set me straight. I'm, I'm certainly not an expert, but and and ch is not pronounced ch in Polish; it's pronounced ch. So the name is Lech Wałęsa. Good luck with that. Or let's let's move a little closer to home. Uh, y- you have a name like my third cousin, a, a woman, young woman from Norway, who was an exchange student in the United States for some time, actually as something of a minor celebrity in Norway, as the uh, sort of the Jane Goodall of the Arctic Foxes of the Svalbard Island. Uh, And her name is spelled, just to give you a a heads-up here, the name is spelled S-O-L-V-E-I-G. That's the first name. Second name is G-R, and then there's a letter that you have in Norwegian. It looks like an A and an E kind of jammed together. G R A E S L I okay. How do you pronounce that, Solveig Grazley? Yeah, you, you're you're close, and yet you're not close. It's Solveig, Grasly. That's her name, and and I can do it because I've studied some Norwegian and I've I've had some interactions with my third cousin in Norway. It's it's within the the my cultural milieu to to know how to pronounce. Northern Western European names, I'm kind of a language geek. I speak a little Norwegian now, I've been studying it for a couple years. and talk, but I was gonna guess that if I put that name in front of Zuhira Ali, Kia Roy, Joma Uluo, and Rita Coley, they would probably rack up a swing and a miss on that name. Or on Lechvalenza, unless they Taking the time to learn it, which I'm going to guess they haven't, or Karol Wojtyla, same deal, Polish name, Uh, or any, uh, what's another another great example, the greatest sniper in the history of warfare, uh, a Finnish gentleman that we've talked about on this broadcast in the past, name is spelled S-I-M-O-H-A-Y-H-A, but the A's have umlauts over them, the two little dots. How do you pronounce that? If you speak German, you know it's quite, it's easy. Zimo, hey, hey. But that's not right. Finnish is not German. And so if you pronounced it simo, hey, hey, you'd be making yourself look like a fool to a Finnish speaker. And you'd also be, if you kept pronouncing it that way, after you were set straight, you would know that you were showing some disrespect to this person, whose name is pronounced Sima Haha. That's, I mean, and for those of you Finnish speakers out there, and I know I do have at least one semi-regular Finnish listener, or Finnish speaking listener, uh, yeah, I apologize. I probably didn't even come close enough myself. But this idea that, and, and by the way, this is true. Uh, the, the truer and truer, the farther you go outside, of your native the family of your native language western european languages french german norwegian danish are all closely related and you step outside that you get into slavic languages and and uh, some of the other languages to the east you're stepping outside of the 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 native family of of western european languages like english i mean the farther you get from english the f- harder english speakers uh, harder time they have pronouncing them and that's true for every other language in the world, including uh, native speakers of Arabic, of Hindi, uh, Arabic like Zuhira Ali. Oh, I, I can't even tell if she's a native speaker or not. They all sound like, they, like they're like they native speakers of American English, quite frankly, when you listen to the podcast. Same with the Joma Obu, uh, Oluo, sorry, and uh, uh, Rita Coley. I mean, they all sound like native speakers of English. So... I bring this up not just to pick at people's pronunciations, although it is interesting to hear uh, public radio people who will wrap them, their, their tongues around Spanish pronunciations like they are uh, Ricardo Montalban, come back to life, but still re- re- recall things, Ber- cities Berlin instead of Berlin, Warsaw instead of Osala, Oslo instead of Oslo. Uh, we'll come back to that because it's part of a of a larger issue, I think, that we need to be concerned about if you worry about the health of this society. Uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. I'll be right back.
4: Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time.
5: Every parent has seen a time where dinner is on the table and one of the parents is trying to help the child with the homework. And it explodes in your face. You all of a sudden have one child crying, not wanting to do math. Dad is upset. Mom is standing there looking with her hands up in the air. What do we do now? That was the time when we went to the professionals at Mathnasium. Hi, I'm Brenda from Southwest Minneapolis. We discovered that Skylar needed a little bit of of help during fall parent-teacher conferences in the second grade. That's why we went to Mathnasium. The results that we've seen so far are just stellar. At the beginning of school last year, she essentially did not want to go to school. Six months into the program, she was basically counseling and helping other kids in her math group. Her confidence ballooned. I would highly recommend Mathnasium.
6: Enroll now so your child can finish the school year with improved grades and confidence. Get a free trial and $100 off enrollment by visiting the advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com.
7: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information. Anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
6: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
3: AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Remember to call if you care to join me. Uh, uh, word. Yeah, yeah.
8: This is my prom
3: theme, by the way. 651-289-4488, four, four, eight, eight, the number to call, should you care to join me, and I, I hope you will. We're also found on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, that's N-A-R-N show. Uh, tune in either way. Talking about this this article that came before uh, in the first segment here about this article saying that, that 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 mispronouncing people's names is a part of a long tradition of mispronouncing names as a, as a symptom and practice of racism. Now, I don't doubt for a moment that there's a case to be made that that botching people's names could be part of one of many racist practices. Absolutely. Uh, it's you. You you look at uh, old movies and uh, the the way the way that uh, the names of African Americans, Native Americans, and so forth were treated in movies back in the twenties and thirties. Yeah, it's pretty pretty corrosively racist stuff. But saying that botching an unfamiliar name today, a name that you're just is not part of your own cultural past, not part of your own cultural vocabulary, is part of is tied to racism. Is like saying somebody who puts white sheets on their bed is participating participating in a Ku Klux Klan ritual. Uh, <laughs> correlation does not equal causation, and of course that's that's a high concept for for college social studies students these days, um, unfortunately, and more's the pity. But attacking the idea of mispronouncing names as racism is. The 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 mark of someone who direly, direly needs something to be angry about. And this is the thing that's concerning I me. Mean, not so much that, that the act of mispronouncing someone's name is being called racist. That's just overbroad I'm not even gonna call it stupid. It's extremely unsupportably overbroad. It's like it it's it's like, like saying you're a vegetarian, so was Hitler. It's true, by the way. He's a he was a vegetarian who loved animals. So if you volunteer at the dog pound and and don't eat meat, well, you draw your own conclusions here. Connect the dots, people. Uh, it's it's overly broad and it, it ascribes causation to a really specious correlation, and that's fine. But the the need, I mean that that's the symptom. The disease is this need to be angry about something this need to not be left off of of the anger bandwagon that everyone is on the left all progressives seem to be climbing onto these days and i think this is when i want to say it's part of the disease i i use that term advisedly six five i know i'm going to get to that in a moment here six five one two eight nine four four eight eight in st louis park mark let's uh you're on the air go right ahead Hi, Mitch. Great show. I just have a quick, uh, uh, quick comment for you. I belong to a synagogue in St. Louis Park, and, and people died, They inevitably really die. Um, the rabbis or whatever doing the memorial, um, if it's a Russian Jew, you should see the horror on their, on their face when they look at the name before they try to pronounce it. <laughs> and after about three or four times, inevitably a, a family member will raise their hand and give them the, connect, the, the correct pronunciation. Oh. So you're absolutely right when it comes to last names. I'll hang up and listen. Oh no, absolutely! Thank you for your call, as always, Mark. Always oh, great to have you. you know I've, I remember that when I first started at my first radio job, this was right about the time that Iran was in the news, the Iranian high, you know, the, the fall of the Shah and the Iran hostage crisis, and watching these rural North Dakota radio people trying to pronounce Iranian names as they came down the wire. I think the the big one was. And I got it right because I took you know, my boss made sure we took this pronunciation seriously. And I read the pronouncers. And thankfully, back when wire copy came down on paper uh, across a teletype, they would put the pronunciations of really complicated names uh, directly in the copy. So you could at least sound it out as you read. Uh, but the, one of the names I mean, above and beyond names like Ayatollah Khomeini and some of the other names, the, the Iranian for, uh, foreign minister. During the time of the Iranian hostage crisis, Uh, the name was spelled, first name, S-A-D-E-G-H. Second name, G-H-O-T-Z-B-Z-A-D-H. Terminator N, you want to take a crack at that?
7: I'm gonna pass in that one. You're gonna
3: pass. Sare Gotsare was the name, and just watch. I mean, you see people in the radio business spraining their tongues getting around some of these names back then. And they, they were not easy. Uh, was it racist? Well, I mean, there was not a lot of love lost with Iranians at that point, uh, so there was probably a little bit of uh, ethnic anger involved. Absolutely, uh, chalk one up for uh, the, the, the young ladies in the in the in the podcast. But I was referring to, but this n- need to be angry. About things that are basically just human nature and the way linguistics works is the sign of someone digging hard to be angry. And you see this all around us, by the way. Uh, And so, so, yeah, Russian Jewish names, Polish, Eastern European Jewish names, exactly part of the whole thing. Uh, We're talking people there, by the way, who operating, hopefully, out of the, I would suspect, the rabbis operating out of the very best of motives. I might also advise the rabbi, yeah, practice up on some of the really difficult ones here. Uh, but this this, this came to—I brought, brought, thought this up as I was reading another story. It came out in the New York Times style section, God help us all, by a fellow named Christopher Rivas. Uh, it came out yesterday in the New York Times. And the article's entitled, I Broke Up With Her Because She's White. Subtitle, uh, because when it comes to dating, I'd rather not think about race— but that's been hard to avoid. And and Mr. Rivas sounds like just a walking, talking party. Uh, and, I, and I quote, okay, let me just get to it. I think I broke up with my last girlfriend because she's white. Actually, no, I definitely broke up with her because she's white. Boy, I hope you're not looking at a career as a as a writer, Mr. Rivas. Anyway, for, uh, first, some history. When I was a child, watching my dad get ready to go out uh, was something to behold. He would spend hours preparing his mask every morning for whatever crowd, person, or community he faced. A fresh shave, followed by a ton of cologne. He's, by the way, from Dominica, the Dominican Republic, and it's important for him to know uh, that people are, know he's coming and that he's there. By the way, then blow-drying his hair. Years later... Dad still took longer to get ready than, any, than my mother and sister combined, delicately taking a black Sharpie to any stray gray hairs that might pop up in his goatee. I asked him, why? What's it all for? And Dad would explain that as a young man in the Dominican Republic, you had to work hard perfecting yourself, getting your mask on, so that when a young European or American woman came through, she might choose you, as she would put it, might take you home with her, because that was your only way out. Later, he made his way to New York City, where he met my mother, who is Colombian. He was married now, no longer had to be chosen, but habits ingrained in adolescence are hard to break. Oh, don't I know it. Selected by whom became and remains my dilemma. It's been a year, says Mr. Rivas, since I broke up with my girlfriend, and I haven't told her the real reason. I I talked about it, mumbled about how I was trying to figure out who I was or whatever, she didn't understand. I'm not sure I do either. There was nothing wrong with her after all. I don't really know where my tipping point was. It just sort of happened at age 30. I woke up one day, took a deep breath, looked at her and thought, I don't think I can date white women anymore. Maybe I wouldn't have broken up with her if it hadn't been for all the judgment coming my way. Over the years, I've dated brown women and black women, but mostly white women. I I hadn't thought about why that was, but when some brown and black people in my community started giving me a hard time about dating white women, I, I sensed they'd be happier if I stopped. I also got weird vibes from some white people, namely the parents of the women I was dating, like the ones who, even after I'd been dating their daughter for six months, kept thinking I was from Puerto Rico. I've never even been to Puerto Rico. (sighs) Or the ones who said upon meeting me, oh, I love Buena Vista Social Club. It's a movie about Cuban musicians in Miami. Well, for sure, that's a great movie, but so is Gladiator. Absent so far, any reason why he might have dumped his white girlfriend? And the ones, by the way, I'm going back to quoting Mr. Rivas here, who asked me if I speak Mexican. Yes, that's absolutely a thing. So is the father who opened the door and said, sorry, it's not taco night and closed it in my face only to open it again because he was just joking. (sighs) I've been with people in grocery stores who point to the Dolce Leche and say, look, Chris, that's you. Actually, I'm lactose intolerant. (sighs) I just want to smack this guy anyway we're we're almost to the point i swear but the real reason i can no longer date white women isn't any of that it's because in today's hashtag woke society there is mad pressure to be hashtag woke to be aware of the implications of whom you're attracted to and why which means in the eyes of others the color of women i date is a big deal like i'm the problem like i'm betraying my people if i date white women but i was taught that we're all one people i i I see people watching me with the stink eye, noses turned up, as if they think black and brown people would somehow be better off if I dumped my white girlfriend. It's a lot of pressure along with each other, watchful eye, the whispers of, pick aside, Chris, pick aside, fill my already noisy mind. And so I, I could go on. We're up against the break here. This example of, of strength of character is is entirely driven by what he perceives as other people's expectations of him as filtered through uh, people who live and breathe intersectional politics. Oh, we'll come back to this. Northern Alliance, AM 1200, uh, 1280, The Patriot.
2: Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. Social media marketing is on the verge of dominating commerce. The right social media strategy can help you slay the competition and gain new customers. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social, catch them, and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers.
1: This is Albert Mogler for TownHall.com. The state of Colorado is moving to pass a new sex education bill that would bar abstinence-only education. The legislation itself is troubling, but when concerns are raised, proponents are pointing out that parents have an opt-out provision. Patrick Neville, writing in the Denver Post, took a closer look. This claim that parents can genuinely opt-out their kids is not only bizarre, he said, it's also deeply misleading. They do this by identifying four different categories of instruction, then saying that human sexuality teaching occurs only when two or more of these categories are discussed. That is not anything close to genuine parental information or consent. It's a massive intentional loophole. What we are watching is a sexual revolution in progress. They are focused on the children, adolescents, and young people. Don't miss the reason why. It's because the sexual revolutionaries know that they will win if they can get to our kids by going around their parents. I'm Albert Mueller.
0: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
1: How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did
5: the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions, but what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before.
3: 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio America. Hey, don't forget, you can listen to our special prepare, prepare and respond broadcast on demand. Just visit the podcast page at am1280thepatriot.com. You will hear practical tips on planning for an emergency situation, securing your school, your office building, your business, your livelihood, and preventing cyber attacks. This is absolutely vital information, so take a listen today and share with a friend or a coworker. That's the Prepare and Respond Podcast. Just go to the podcast page at AM12Athepage.com, where you can also find this podcast. Every uh, day after the show, about five minutes, ten minutes to get it uploaded. Then, boom, you can listen to this broadcast by the convenience of podcasts. So, you can listen to us if you're at home, you're at school, at work, or if you're just engaged in going to... to Yeah, with a scratch. 651-289-4488. Hashtag NarnShow. So I brought those two stories up as two of many examples. And and, and by the way, the, 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 another example of this is, is some of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, remarks this past week about how she didn't see the humor in certain things going on around her. Uh, things just aren't funny, which is, of course, it ties into a joke uh, that I've been hearing for, I think I first heard it closer to 30 years ago. Uh how how does a radical feminist or a women's studies major, major change a, a light bulb? That's not funny. You see, that's that's a that's a joke. That's referring to a, a human trait in the in, in the form of humor, or uh, apparently as it would be referred to by some of our, our woke uh, fellows, uh, misogyny. Anyway, I bring this up because, as Dennis Prager quite rightly points out, I. Uh, uh, the yeah, as, as Dennis Prager points out, how you think affects the way your brain is wired. It's one of the reasons he, he does his happiness hour every week uh, because happiness isn't just a good thing to experience. It's not just a moral imperative. It also has to do with the way you wire your brain to approach the world and life. And this is... As I talked about in my uh, Facebook live video that I did before the show today, it's, it's it's a known fact. You you you. There's an old Hungarian saying. It goes: the best way to become wealthy is appear as if you already are. Basically, setting your mind uh, mindset properly is one of the key aspects to achieving something. Not just wealth, but as Dennis Prager points out, there's a similar analogy in the world of happiness. The best way to become happy is to act as if you're happy. Even if you're not happy, that, that act will make you happier. If you are with a significant other, a spouse, and you kind of feel like the fire is gone and maybe you're falling a little out of love, the one of the best ways to reverse that is to just act in love. Whether you're feeling it deep down or not, fake it till you make it. And more often than not, that does start rewiring things so that there is love, there is happiness, there is whatever it is you're trying to achieve. The state of your mind is so important in achieving anything useful in this world. And Dennis Prager puts it in terms of of being happy for the sake of being happy and all that that entails. But there's some science to this too. Dare I say, settled science? No, I won't. But there's some science behind this uh, article that came out in uh, a website called MindBodyGreen. Don't know the website, but it's it, it, one of a number of articles on uh, on on this on this point by uh, a woman named uh, Hillary Stokes, Doctor Hillary Stokes, a psychologist. Neuroscientists have discovered the strategy for rewiring the brain. Contrary to popular approaches, this strategy involves more than just positive thinking or working hard. In fact, there are five pathways that must be activated in order to create new neural networks in the brain. Let's explore a few of the principles from brain science in order to better understand how to successfully activate these pathways. We are leading to the point here, swear. First, the act of thinking sets into motion a chemical reaction in the brain that can be likened to plugging in a string of lights. As you think about something, whether it's positive or stressful, you turn on a string of lights related to that topic in your brain, figuratively speaking. Second, The more you think, feel, and act the same way, the faster the lights turn on and the brighter they glow. Thus, the string of lights related to driving a car at 45 years old is much brighter and faster than the string you had at 16 years old. These impressions reinforce themselves over time. Finally, we have trillions of brain cells resulting in thousands, if not millions, of strings of lights correlating with our habits in all areas of life. Uh, Donald Hebb's landmark discovery in 1949, quote, Neurons that fire together wire together, end quote, best explains the process of wiring and strengthening brain pathways. The key is to activate as many of these pathways as possible, given that they work synergistically. One pathway alone is not enough to successfully rewire your brain. However, when you repeatedly align your beliefs, feelings, vision, and actions, you will experience lasting changes in your brain. Now, this is being phrased in the form of positivity and the positive enacting positive changes changes in your outlook now the article is entitled five ways to rewire your brain for meaningful life changes and those five ways include number one identify the beliefs that support your intention uh examining your current beliefs about a desired goal identify the beliefs that align with the possibility of achieving your intention in other words get your mind straight for the mission ahead number two embrace your positive emotions Emotion is the fuel, the juice, or power behind accomplishing your intentions. Without emotion, a thought is neutral. It has no real power. In other words, it's not enough to repeat positive affirmations if you're not feeling them. So when emotions align with accomplishing your goal, what emotions align with that? Why does it matter to you? Spend time feeling those feelings. That's uh, that's the, the author's statement there. Number three, visualize. The brain can't tell the difference between something real or imagined. You have to mentally rehearse your new habits. You strengthen your ability to create them in your life. By the way, I do that when I'm doing job interviewing. I rehearse uh, and visualize questions from job interviews so I'm ready for them, whatever they are, whenever they come up. Number four, take actions that support your intention. Your actions have to match what you say you want and vice versa. You you have to fake it, but then you have to act on the faking it to make help you make it. Identify the actions that align with your thoughts and emotions. You can't just want to improve things. You have to take actions to facilitate that improvement. You can't just want to be happier. You can't just want to be back in love with your spouse. You have to take actions that support those intentions, thus reinforcing the rewiring of your brain. And then you repeat, repeat, repeat. That's step number five. Change requires practicing a new habit. It follows the principle, use it or lose it. It's why if you're in the military, you drill common actions constantly so that when you're under stress, say under fire, uh, in an emergency situation, you do them just from basic memory because your brain is wired to do it. Same as when you are learning a musical instrument, you drill constantly on playing scales, on how you do fingerings, or how you do chords. If you are playing a guitar or a mandolin, you you don't think about them. You have done them so many times. Uh, a G chord uh, and and uh, above the above the twelfth fret is as natural as talking to you. It's part of your vocabulary. It's ingrained in your brain. Now what does this how does this tie in with what we were talking about in the first two segments the uh, young ladies who are uh, trying to find racist intent in pronouncing non-English names non-native western names and the uh, fellow who has decided never to date african uh, date white women anymore or for that matter uh, so many other uh, examples of where political correctness is applied as a cudgel, as punishment, as hectoring, as trying to beat down and bully opposition into submission. Well, the concern I have, and I think this is a real important concern that may have gross, serious impact on this nation's future, is that when you look at those five tools for rewiring the brain, that can all be used for good you take all of the positive aspects of those five tools and invert them, what you have is a generation of people who are rewiring their brains in a purely negative fashion, who are basically doing whatever they can to turn their brains into negative energy, negative thought, negative rhetoric, negative emotion factories. Let's go through those five steps again. Identify the beliefs that support your intention. Well, that's easy enough. Uh, mispronunciation is racism. Everything that people who aren't like you do uh, is racist, and everything they don't do is racist. Everyone out there, especially white males, operate from intentions uh, entirely drawn from racism, from xenophobia, from uh, misogyny. I mean, finding the beliefs is the easy. Oh, yeah, gun owners are a bunch of slobbering lunatics who are just dying to kill you, uh, science notwithstanding. Finding the beliefs is easy. Number two, embrace your negative emotions. Oh, you're starting to see people saying negative emotion is uh, inherently a good thing if you're part of the hashtag resistance. Your negative emotions are, are, are things that you need to lead with. Uh, Negative emotions, not only about issues, but about the people around you, the deplorables, embracing your negative emotions. Number three, visualize the brain can't tell the difference between something real or imagined. When you mentally rehearse your new habits, you strengthen your ability to create them in your life. It works for good things. It works for bad things it works for depressing things it works for things that, that that are a negative net negative in your life number four take actions that support your intention you know, you have no problem finding that I mean the worst examples are the likes of quote anti end quote fa and James Hodgkinson now granted there's mental illness involved with Hodgkinson and Quite frankly, I think there's a different mental illness involved with, quote, anti, end quote, fa, narcissism, in a very advanced state. But taking actions, whether whether it's violence or merely repeating uh, slander about your fellow human being over and over and over and over again until you believe it in the core of your being. And then number five, repeat, repeat, repeat. Well, what else do you get from big left, but repeating, repeating, repeating? Uh, The the Reverend Nancy Nord-Bentz and her her career of repeating big lies until the small-minded and ill-informed and emotion-driven believe it? What else is that but repeat, 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 even though she's been set straight over and over again, meaning she's lying. Repeat, repeat, repeat. She's lying, lying, lying. Now, the thing is, this is these five steps, as I pointed out earlier, can be used to improve your life, to bring positive change. But the fact that you're doing it entirely in support of something that's entirely negative, inculcating in yourself suspicion, slanderous uh, beliefs, hatred for your fellow citizen, can only help but warp not only your political beliefs, but but believing, training yourself, training your brain to think about half of society as your enemy can only lead to worse mental problems in the future. Wearing your brain around a corrosive negative, what could possibly go wrong with an entire generation wearing their brains to think horrible things about their fellow citizens. I think we're going to pay the piper for that a generation or two down the line. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM
0: 1280,
9: The Patriot. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-in Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget.
4: If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call right now for the lowest travel prices anywhere and for great last-minute travel deals, too. Call right now, 800-708-3091. 800-708-3091. That's 800-708-3091.
2: Here's another free offer from Lucky Station.
8: Come into Lucky's and we'll give you a free 20-ounce bottle of water. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens.
1: Wow, wow, wow. We got water, water, water. Water everywhere
2: and not a drop to drink. So spring into Lucky Stations to get a free 20 ounce bottle of water. Just mention AM
8: 1280 The Patriot. Lucky Station is a small group of family owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big name convenience stores have. Mention AM 1280 The Patriot, and we'll give you a free 20 ounce ice cold water. Lucky Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280 The Patriot. Find them online at LuckyStations.com.
2: LuckyStations.com, or your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you. AM
3: 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, remember to call. Hey, don't forget Brad Carlson. Come up 1 o'clock tomorrow. On AM 12A, the Patriot, King Banyan, not for you. every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on her sister station.
8: AM 1440, the, 1440, the businessman. The of
3: course, I'll be back next week. By the way, we're going to have Kara Schultz it's from the Libertarian Party of Minnesota and the Burnsville City Council joining us next week, talking about her favorite topics libertarian politics, the city of Burnsville. And colon health. No, I'm serious. It's three very important topics. Kind of an eye-opener, actually. 651-289-448, four, four, uh, the number to call. Uh, so uh, here's a story, I think, with both a happy ending and uh, reinforcement of something that Donald Trump has stood for, to the as far, at least on a high level, that I, as much of a Trump skeptic as I've always been, I agree with him about. Immigration. Uh, immigration, of course, the, the fact that we have essentially open borders and an entire party in this country that wants to keep them that way is a travesty. It's a travesty not for wealthy – by the way, it, it's a travesty that affects poor Americans worst of all. I mean, it, it, allowing millions of low-income, low-skill uh, – well, not low-skill necessarily. Some of them are quite skilled at various trades, uh, one way or the other, but they people who – Allowing more labor increases the supply of labor, which drives down the price. An illegal immigrant will work cheaper than an American will. Who are you going to hire if you're a businessman? That's why the, the Chamber of Commerce is so soft on immigration and why Latino Americans, when you poll them, irrespective of their politics, Latino American citizens, are hardcore in favor of controlling border and controlling immigration than anglos are the, the polling's out there folks it's one of the reasons donald trump is polling so relatively well among latinos these days they want the wall they don't want deportations but they want the wall we've talked about this in the broadcast in the past but one of the other things we've we described it on this broadcast in the past as wanting a high fence and a wide well-lit gate we want the people who want to become americans By the right channels, for the right reasons, to be able to get in here and get on with their lives. And that's something that is incredibly difficult. As illustrated by this next story uh, from American Military News, Iraqi Navy SEAL interpreter Johnny Walker, that's his code name, is now a U.S. citizen. That's the good news. Uh, I'll, I'll quote from the story. His dream to become an American citizen is finally reality. He went by the code name Johnny Walker and now the Iraqi Navy SEAL interpreter who risked his life more than 1,000 times on missions with the U.S. military, is a U.S. citizen. After waiting for 10 years. And by the way, it uh, took the help of his brother, Navy SEALs. But uh, his real name, by the way, Riyad Ahmed Khalaf al-Ahmadi, and his son and daughter were finally sworn in uh, Wednesday morning as American citizens in San Diego. Quote, when they announced us, I remembered all the time overseas with the guys, laughing, tired, sad moments, losing brothers. All these different feelings came over me all at once, uh, Walker told the American military news on Thursday. It's an amazing feeling, and it's an amazing thing to watch. Now, Ahmadi said when he was living in Iraq before the start of the war, he's a six-foot-four-inch Iraqi, which is incredibly tall, by the way, among Middle Eastern uh, people. Uh, He was playing basketball, soaking up American culture. He dreamed about becoming an American citizen uh, long before uh, he had any contact with Americans. Quote, when I was a teenager, I was a giant in my country. I had to play basketball, he said. Quote, you have to watch the Harlem Globetrotters, listen to country music, watch John Wayne cowboy movies. I like this guy already. It all built the American dream in my imagination. He never questioned whether or not he'd one day live in the U.S. and become an American citizen. It's only a matter of when. Then there was 9-11, and President Saddam Hussein re- repressed the Iraqi people. Quote, my dream disappeared, Walker said, end quote. But in two thousand three, the American forces helped my dream come back to life when they invaded. He started working as an interpreter, fondly called fondly nicknamed a terp by the US uh, forces, and after a few months became highly sought after by Navy SEALs. He was credited by Navy SEAL and uh, sniper Chris Kyle for helping save American lives. Walker worked as a Terp for six years and Navy SEALs later helped him escape to the United States in 2009 after several attempts on his life. He wrote a book codenamed Johnny Walker, which was published in 2014. Lives in San Diego with his family. uh, Helps to train U.S. special operations units. Now, that his dream has come true, it's a huge responsibility to him, said Walker, or uh, Alamadi. Quote, Max Scholes deserved to be an American citizen every second. It's a big deal, end quote, he said. Quote, I reached my goal to become an American citizen. Now I have to live up to it, end quote. And this is what America is supposed to be all about. And the fact that it took this guy, a genuine hero, a genuine hero who risked his life for Americans and for his fellow Iraqis more than most American service people ever will. Bear in mind, six years he was in action. Constantly with U.S. Special Forces. They rotated in and out. They may be in and out for a couple of tours, but even someone with four tours in country has spent four years there. And that's a lot of time. Uh, Al-Ahmadi fought for six years constantly. And it took him (laughs) 10 years to become a citizen. That is a travesty and a blot on this nation's uh, 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 administration, the way this nation handles immigration. That needs to change. By the way, I, I would love to hear from those of you who think that any Muslim... Uh, who comes to America, is is just fooling us and lying in wait to impose Sharia law. Go for it. Let's hear you next week. Northern Alliance, see you next week. God bless you all. God bless America.
10: Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with The Patriot and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
8: Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart, to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective, We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
6: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Does your office need a little TLC?